Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. And guess who I brought back, because it worked so well the first time. Who? <laughs> you! Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be weird. Bam! <laughs> Bam's back for another episode. Uh, it worked out well last time. Um, it was lots of fun. It was a lot of fun. We kept talking. We realized we could have talked even longer, um, which we almost did, but... I figured an hour and a half was uh, long enough <laughs> for anyone. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today, don't we, Bam? I'm a, I'm a little mad. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. I, the funniest... <laughs> Bam, what was that meme you posted today uh, about the... Uh, oh, it's the... Saquon uh, Barkley? Oh, I don't know about Barkley. I know I posted one of the Giants on the boat. And I put <laughs> we're in the end game now. It was, uh, and then there was the one of Gamora talking to Thanos <laughs> with like, um, you still have Eli. Yeah. What did it cost you? Everything. There's a lot of Avengers memes going on with the Giants right now. Yeah. I think I saw one that was like, uh, Saquon Barkley has been cut by the Giants because he showed too much talent and potential. I mean, <laughs> It's not even like they didn't necessarily get rid of every young guy. They just got rid of everybody. Yeah, it everyone. made no sense. Zero. Um, yeah. We'll get more into that later. Yeah, we're gonna get more into that. Uh, there's some a lot of football. There's a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time me and Bam hung out. So there's uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Nick Foles, um, and of course the thing that Bam is furious about, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, we've got a little bit of basketball stuff to talk about, um, some slightly sensitive issues as well. Um, and there's been some noise in division one sports recently that is, uh, very concerning in terms of how things go. And, uh, just a little blip on the radar in the world of baseball, you know, we're getting, we're in spring training right now, so, you know... Baseball stories aren't really super, super hyped right now. Um, At least the Yankees look good. Except, didn't Kershaw get taken yard twice by some kid? I thought he was hurt. No, no, no. It was uh, it was somebody else. I think it was Scherzer. No, no. I know exactly who it was. It was um, uh, Verlander got taken oh, wow. yard twice by a prospect in the same game. Nice. Anyway, and that's literally all we've got. So, we're going to start with uh, the good stuff. The big story. Um, Cleveland rocks, everyone. Yeah, see, I said it <laughs> I said it last week. Bam! It, yeah. You are a fortune teller, my friend. It, this isn't how I wanted it to happen. <laughs> but I did call last week that the Browns are going to win the division. And now everybody's on the bandwagon. People are saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't know about all that because they have to kind of get chemistry proven on the field first. Yep. But they they should easily win that division. My brother in law must have had must have been so happy when he saw that happen. Oh yeah, I, I have a close friend that recently moved back to Cleveland. She's like through the roof, yeah. but laughing at me at the same time. <laughs> Just being sad. Oh, so one of my friends he lives in he lives in Akron, right? Um, and we used to talk about how. We're both Philly fans. He used to love all Philly sports. Now he just likes the Eagles. Um, 
but he was a Cavaliers fan back when LeBron was still there. And now that LeBron's not there, he's like a Laker fan. <laughs> Before that, he when he was still like Philly super he's a hard. Person. Yeah, when he was still like super repping Philly hard, he was he was a Sixers fan, and he hasn't talked about the Sixers. I was like, oh, oh, so now that the Browns got somebody, but you about to be a about to be a Browns fan. <laughs> you gonna leave the Eagles behind too? Which hey, I have. Um, I did tell people yesterday when all this news broke because like at this rate, I'm still of course I'm still gonna be a Giants fan. Hope they do well, but. This year is going to be god awful. <laughs> I am going to cheer for the Browns though, because of course I like Vernon, I like Beckham. They have both of them, former Giants. But I'm also a big Baker Mayfield fan because I'm an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, and so. I also I also think everyone just wants the Browns to do well. After yeah, a while. it's been a while. It's been a long <laughs> time. Um, the entire plot of the movie Draft Day was yeah, it was about how about, terrible they are yeah. and how they need to draft a star player. Yeah, and. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and I'm excited because there's nothing better than when like a perennial loser starts to become a contender. Yeah, it's like the good... Uh, it's like getting to the end of the Cinderella story. Yeah, they yeah. Eventually you know, pull it off and... You know, it was the Warriors for so long. You know, and everyone yeah. hates them now because they're a dynasty. But before that I happened, didn't hate them until Durant went there. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's everyone's. Uh, but oh, remember we were talking. We were talking Eagles. Quick, quick segue. Side note: Did you see who else signed with the Eagles again? Oh, they uh, they traded for Jackson, right? Yeah, Jackson. Yeah, let's not punt to him this time. <laughs> Stupid punter. Deshaun Jackson is back. Yeah, pretty in much. The Eagles uniform. Everyone in that division got better. Giants got worse. Yeah. Same thing. It's like the opposite on the Brown side. They got better. Everyone in their division got worse. Well, there you so go. Like, basically, all eight of those teams just like cut and swapped around players. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But can you tell us a little bit about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being the new king of Cleveland? Sorry about that. That was my phone. Um. I mean, it's it's going to be scary because he, in New York, um, especially whenever Shepard was hurt and before they had Barkley, he had to be the one to score for the team. Because, mm-hmm. like, we, did, uh, we didn't have Ingram yet, and when we his rookie year, he was hurt most of it. So without other weapons, Beckham had to go out there and get 150 yards and two touchdowns, and without an O-line, Eli couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Browns... Um, they had last year the second rateest offensive line, which is like a crazy stat when you think about how bad they've been. But the one thing they've got is a great O line. Um, they did trade one guard to the Giants, but I'm sure they can fill that in the draft or something. Um, so now they've got an O line, dynamic playmaker in Baker Mayfield. He's got Landry. He's got a young tight end. Like that team's stacked offensively, and they got what they have like they, three running backs. Right? Well, they have Kareem Hunt in yeah. the backfield who can work. Off the, who can work in the passing game really yeah. well and too. Then Chubb can and run up the middle, Nick and then Chubb. Duke Johnson can kind of do both. So yeah. like, Odell now is like on a team where he can be the third best option on that team <laughs> and still get a hundred yards. Exactly. So I think the Browns are gonna. And on top of that, he's playing with Jarvis Landry, his old teammate at LSU. Yeah. So I know the two so of them will be happy. Yeah. Are, yeah. So they'll be really happy just to play together again. Um, and I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have as much drama. No. In Cleveland, as he did in New York. Yeah, smaller city, and he's with his, essentially his best friend. Yeah. So, so I think he'll the get two thrown of them, too. 
And then the Browns, apparently the Browns still have $50 million in cap to spend or something like that. What? So they can go get like one or two defensive guys. Yeah. Get like a corner or a safety. (laughs) If they get like a lockdown corner and then just... And then another pass rusher to a, help Miles uh, Garrett out, like or, yeah, that team or like is a ridiculous. decent linebacker, yeah, like it's all over. Uh, yeah, so Odell Beckham Jr. got traded to the Browns from the Giants. What did the Giants get for it? Uh, their first round pick this year, which is pick seventeen, okay. um, a third rounder. So now I think the Giants have three third round picks. And um, uh, Jabril Peppers, the, like, safety linebacker mm. combo from a previous draft the Browns made. That was, a lot like, of what, people two were years high ago on him, but Jabril Peppers? I think so. A lot of people were pretty high on him, but he's been pretty quiet, so. Mm. Well, it's, uh, well, maybe, maybe he just needs the right system to flourish in. You know, how f- football is a really big system game on yeah, top of that, too. Definitely. So. Uh, Apparently, uh, since we started talking, Earl Thomas signed with the Ravens. What? Four years, $55 million. Hashtag breaking news. Hashtag Bam's hot takes. <laughs> Wasn't even a hot take. It's just, oh, and they signed Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram? So Ravens Le- decided, let's cut all our young talent and sign people that are like 87 years old. Wait, but they cut like Mark Ingram from the Saints? Yeah, he was a free agent. Wow. And the Saints signed Latavius Murray. So they didn't need Ingram anymore. I mean, they do have Alvin Kamara. So. Yeah, they'll be fine. The Saints will be fine. I just find it hilarious that the Ravens didn't want to pay their safety Weddle a lot, so they overpaid an old Earl Thomas. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, know that's true. That like, yeah, that does. Earl Thomas is is older than Eric Weddle, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and uh, Weddle makes like the Pro Bowl every year. So I don't understand that. Who one. knows why? Houseway. Oh, and the Chargers signed Tyrod Taylor for some weird reason. Well, he wasn't going to get any playing time in Cleveland. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, and they had somebody to play behind Drew Brees just in case he gets hurt. You know, he's old. Um, Speaking of quarterbacks, though, do you think uh, Jacksonville's quarterback problems are solved? Oh, great segue. Great segue. Um, I think it's definitely, they're definitely going to be better. Um, at, well, at least under center, they're going to they're gonna be better. Um, we'll see how he gels with them and if the coach is going to let Nick Foles sling it because Nick gunslinger Nick Foles is so much fun. Yeah, like nothing to lose. Nick Foles, nothing it's to lose. Fun to watch. I'm talking like <laughs> 2018 Super Bowl Nick Fla- Nick Foles, where he was just like, "All right, ah! <laughs> I'm just gonna go chuck it all over the place, and we'll see what happens." He is what Jacksonville's needed for a while, which is just a quarterback that's gonna. Get the job done, not throw picks, and like yeah. be smart with the ball. Nick Foles um, does take care of the ball really yeah, well. Yeah, because that was Bortles' issue. Was Bortles had a bad habit of there's a tight window. Do I try to it. squeeze it in to get first down, or do I just throw it away and go down to second down? Mm-hmm. Bortles would always try to squeeze it in and miss, and it would get picked. Mm-hmm. So Foles will definitely help avoid those mistakes. I do think he's overpaid though. Like he's literally the yeah. highest paid Jaguar player. Ever. What was it? It was... Um, I know it's like 50... It's like 50-something million guaranteed. Yeah, and it was like 80 million overall or something? Over four years or something like that. Good yeah. gosh. It's it's insane. Um, I still like it, though. I just like... Cause it's just like yeah, I like the signing. I just feel like it's... It's a little much. Money, yeah. It's a little much. And I think, like, 
Jacksonville kind of, I feel like they bid against themselves. Because all, all basically last year, everyone kept saying was Foles going to the Jacks, Foles going to the Jacks for like a year now. Mm-hmm. No other team really went out there and said they were interested. So like, yeah, how did the price tag get that expensive if you're literally the only team that was going to sign them? Well, I think, I, I think, I don't know, because I think, other teams had like had interest in Foles, especially after he almost you know brought like after he brought them to the playoffs and almost brought them into the the championship again. Well, yeah, after he brought them into the the wild card, right? I can't remember. He they won the wild card because the yeah. Bears kicker yeah loves hitting the post. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Eagles weren't weren't even supposed to make the playoffs like halfway through the season, nah. and Nick Foles comes in and they start winning again. Um, I think Nick Foles just has a tendency, and he just knows how to win, you know. Um, a very uh, just a much better Tim Tebow, if you will. <laughs> Tim Tebow just won. I don't. I don't know how, but he just did. Uh, yeah, and we're worried that Nick Foles may not have the help that he needs in terms of. Oh, well, there's there's no wide receivers on that team. No wide receivers. Their their first pick, if he's available, needs, needs to, be. to be DK Metcalf. Oh yeah, easily. Most if he's available definitely. when they pick, they need to pick him. When do when's the the Jaguars draft pick? Um, I yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if he'll fall back that far. Because they were yeah. Because I mean, I know the Jags pick like in the middle somewhere. Yeah, they're pretty garbage, but you know, they're not that bad. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's seven. Oh, there's se- oh, they might get oh, him. So they can totally get him. They could totally get DK like, Metcalf. Who's in front? Who's in who's in front of him? Cardinals are gonna take Murray. 49ers will probably take Bosa. Actually, what? uh, Cardinals might not take Murray. Oh, I know. It's all the might or might not. They're going to though. That head coach loves him. Did he, are that's you his, sure? That's his boy. Are you sure? He he recruited him out of high school. That's like his son. Kyler Murray. Um, Trust me, I think Carlin Murphy's going to be a bust. I'm just saying I the know, Cardinals his, are going to pick. No, at his pro day, <laughs> not a single Cardinals uh, exec, like, not a single Cardinals representative showed up. Well, because the, they know about the kid already. The head oh. coach is like a father figure to him. He already knows everything he wants to know about him. I'm also not a fan of Kyler. Like, like every story I hear about Kyler Murray just makes me dislike him even oh, yeah. more. I, I, me too. Um. I hear he he only threw at his pro day. He didn't even run the. He didn't even run the forty. He didn't even run the forty. Oh my lord! And he also didn't want to get measured again. He's like an even more stubborn Tim Tebow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, why? Like, why are you making this harder on yourself? Just relax. Um, yeah. So, so it might. So Cardinals probably Murray, maybe not. Forty Niners. Uh. 49ers might take a receiver, but I doubt they'll take him second because they can get like a nasty pass rusher. Yeah, that early they need they um, need defense on that team. Jets aren't gonna take a receiver because they just uh, they just signed a receiver. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. People are gonna hate me because I'm pretty sure it was like a big name receiver that the Jets just signed, and I can't remember who it was. Hold on, I might be able to find it. Googling stuff live on air. Uh, oh my God! So many people signed yesterday. I know it's we're uh, Jameson Crowder. Jameson from Washington. Crowder. That's who it was. 
So they just got him, and then Inunua kind of had a breakout year for them last year. So yeah, I doubt they'll take a receiver. Uh, they also um, got C.J. Mosley. Yeah, the Raiders need everything <laughs> except for maybe quarterback. So who knows what they're gonna do? Well, Giants at this point, the Raiders definitely don't need a wide receiver anymore. That's, well, that's for sure. True. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot you went we're gonna there. talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, they're definitely not taking him. And then uh, Buccaneers already pay like eight billion dollars for their offense, so they can't even afford the kid. Yeah. So yeah. And the um, Giants could, but at six, they have six and seventeen, so they're in an interesting spot because Giants clearly need a receiver now. They clearly need like a linebacker or safety, depending on what they do with Peppers. Yeah. They need O line help. They need a future quarterback, so... They need everything help. Yeah, at this point, they kind of need... I'm not against them doing kind of the Boston Celtic method and just (laughs) trading both picks for just a crap ton of future picks. Yeah, because it's not all going to work out just in this draft. Yeah, you're going to need a couple of drafts to fix this team and a couple of free agencies. So I'm not against finding a team... That really wants to get into the first round again. So, Jaguars front office. I know you're listening here. <laughs> I know you are. DK Metcalf, number one on your big board. Yeah, should be. They're not listening to me. It should be. Because their defense is stacked. Yeah, they, yeah so. their defense wins them so many championships. Yeah. And on top of that, DK Metcalf on a rookie contract. Yeah, that's, that's robbery. And, and Nick Foles is able to throw to him, like... Like, you've got a Which, solid yeah, quarterback. That would line up perfectly because Foles on a four-year contract. Most rookie first-round deals are four years. Yeah, so, so the two he's of them. cheap for four years. They go out at the same time. You get your new young quarterback now that Foles is probably old and done. Probably what? To put with your star yeah. receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Book it. Book it now. Book it now. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about the Jets, trying to figure out who Jameson Crowder was. Um <laughs> Sorry, Jameson Crowder. Sorry, Jameson Crowder. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, we know who you are. We just couldn't remember who you signed with. Um, but And you also kind of got overshadowed by this most recent signing. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has signed with the New York Jets, of all things, after the whole Steelers fiasco and sitting out all season. Um, and if you noticed, the contract... Was a lot lower than he wanted. I wouldn't. It's it was lower than he wanted. But, but less, a lot of people are saying like, oh, like the Steelers offered sixty mil and he took like fifty two point something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't take into account that this deal, um, instead of the steel compared to the Steeler one, the Jets one is more guaranteed money, mm. and it's um, that's what I figured. It's more money overall. All if he hits these incentive bonuses, yeah, guaranteed money. So if money. he plays great, he's going to make like up to sixty-two million, I think, which yeah. is more than the sixty the Steelers. See, offer. guaranteed money is always um, that's 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 really guys. that's yeah. really where uh, you can find how much a, a team values yeah. a player um, based on how much guaranteed money that they throw at them. So that means you know. So I am completely shocked though. That he did not go to the Raiders with Antonio Brown. So the Raiders just become Steelers I'm, 2.0? I'm honestly surprised they didn't go for that. Well, Because the, they need a running back. Cause yeah. Like, it's, it's old Marshawn Lynch who's on his last year because he's not going to stay with them when they go to Vegas. 
Yeah. So, uh, do you think they even had a shot though? At, at yeah. Do you think they had the money left over? Mm-hmm. And they said well, they yeah. had the money. Offloading Khalil guess. Mack, yeah, that probably did it. Yeah. Um, that was their whole purpose in unloading Cooper and Mack, was to save that money for Gruden's offense. Gruden, it's, just, it's similar to what Gruden got in trouble with in Tampa years ago, mm-hmm. was he, he's such an offensive-minded coach, he always wanted to spend all the money on offense mm-hmm. and none on defense. Yeah. So eventually that Tampa defense just fell apart. I'll tell you what, I like this guy right here. That was my yeah. terrible Gruden impression. That was terrible. Yeah. Frank Caliendo <laughs> would be ashamed. Did you order that code red, man? You kind of sound like Macho Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Bam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, with the Macho Man. Yeah. So, and so Le'Veon Bell winding up in... With with the Jets of all of all people, who do you how do you think that'll work out? Um, it kind of depends on Sam Darnold, because like, if you're a running back, but like your quarterback's just trash, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to put up numbers. Yeah, because the defense is gonna know. Okay, that quarterback sucks. So, so let's we're just going stop the run. Stop the run. Yeah. So and stop the run and check down passes. <laughs> so. Watch for screen passes all the time. Yeah, but they're helping out Darnold because they signed some defensive guys and some receivers for him. Mm-hmm. So, Which, yeah. speaking of that, um, Anthony Barr agreed to a monster deal with the Jets, but then backed out at the last second to stay with the Vikings. Really? He kind of pulled the DeAndre Jordan on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang. So. That's oh, see, that's why. That's why those verbal agreements are Ver- always verbal tough. agreements are always iffy, yeah. iffy. Because um, they the players use it as a bargaining chip. Yeah, they go get a verbal agreement, and they're like, and ah. then he goes back home and tells the Vikings, "Hey, I just verbally agreed to blah 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 money for X amount of years. Give me that if you want me to stay." Yeah, trifling. It's kind of like a messed up version of like when a restricted free agent can get his contract matched by yeah. the, by the team. It's like the player doing that himself. Like, hey, match this. Yep. So. Um, which you also mentioned um, that the the Raiders possibly... I mentioned the Raiders possibly becoming Steelers 2.0 because they just traded for the one of the top three, if not number one receivers in the entire league. Um, a uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's just, a rapper, right? Just a little, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, maybe just a little bit in the past couple of years. He is now in Oakland for another year, Raider, because and so Antonio Brown playing for John Gruden in Oakland, and then eventually in Vegas. Yeah, Antonio Brown in Vegas. That yeah, that's <laughs> that's going to be interesting character wise, because um, I. I forget his name, but I know Gruden used to butt heads with a young receiver in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very like, here we go again. Here we go. Kind of thing where Gruden's going to develop this team. They may or may not win a Super Bowl, but then a year or two after that, they're just going to fall apart. Because yeah. he just, he fills the team with really great players, but they're all either hotheads or they want to be paid and he doesn't want to pay them. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll see how... The smart thing on Brown's contract, though, that um, I've seen some people notice is um, the first year of the contract is relatively cheap, Mm -hmm. so that helps the Raiders kind of get more pieces to build, but also... Um, there's a lot of heavy taxes in California. Yeah. So he's he knows he's taking a big hit anyway. So that first year's cheap. The remaining years though are super expensive. Oh, backloaded super That's, hard. Yeah, it's a super backloaded contract. And next year when they move to Vegas, there's no taxes on that. Ah, yeah, ooh. they work like Florida. Ooh. So Brown is very smart to get that in his contract. Very intelligent. Make sure get your money, man. It makes him. It makes him look like a team player. Because he's pay, taking a pay cut this year, but he's not. But he's really he's not really. To... It's just so he can make even more money next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good. Actually, that's very good uh, contract structuring. Yeah, I don't um, know if that was him or his agent, but I say shouts really out to his agent for that, yeah. um, for hooking him up with that. Yeah. So it's been a pretty crazy week in NFL free agency. Is there anything else that anybody else that we're missing that? You know, deserves I think a little bit of of a shout out. Um, I could just like run through teams. Uh, I know the um, the Lions is pretty funny because they have Matt Patricia as the head coach. <laughs> he was the defensive coordinator of the Patriots. Yeah, he basically just signed all the former Patriot players that he could. <laughs> like he just loaded up his defense with former Patriot players. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, um, I found that pretty funny. Um, Will Lutz. Just got the biggest deal for a kicker ever in the NFL. Oh, he stole that from Vinatieri. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri. Oh, this is an interesting one. I um, forgot to mention the Saints keeping Teddy Bridgewater. Re- uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Teddy Bridgewater even said, um, he told the media that the Dolphins offered him more money and a chance to start, but he wants to stay in New Orleans because he likes it there. Which to me means Sean Payton told him, hey, Stick around, kid, and when Breeze retires, I'm going to give you a shot Yeah, to be and, in charge of my offense. And on top of that, I also think that given the chance to learn with Drew Breeze for a couple yeah. years, take it. Yeah. Because everyone likes to think like, oh, well, when you get out of, when you get out of, uh, when you get out of the draft, you know, highly touted rookie QBs are supposed to start right away. It's not how it goes. It's not yeah, that's, he, the, that's only happened in like recent years. Yeah, and Bridgewater was never bad either. He yeah. got hurt. Yeah. So like it's, he was playing fine and that team was doing great. And the other thing about it is so everyone likes to everyone likes to talk about, you know, young guys need to get starts and things like that, then you get reps. And my argument to that is like, well, look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes barely played his entire rookie year. He played behind Alex Smith. He played like one last quarter of week 17 yeah. in his rookie year. Yeah. And did great. He had like 300 yards and two touchdowns. Or something yeah. Like that. But he, you know, that still wasn't his team. He sat out a whole year, learned the playbook, made sure he knew everything by heart, and then comes out his sophomore year and wins MVP, which is astounding to, to me personally. So... Take take it just because you're a highly touted quarterback coming out of college does not mean you have to start right away. It means especially if you're playing behind an established veteran. And I'm not saying like, you know, if you're no no one should be playing behind Tom Savage. <laughs> but 
great name. <laughs> I love his name, but he didn't do too good. Yeah. But yeah, but, I see what you mean, though. Like, it's very... It's old school thinking, but clearly it still works. Yeah. Like, it, it gets the job done. And it gives these kids a chance to get bigger, too. And I also think... what well, Also, I, I, I'm interested to think of what would have happened if had Blake Bortles been able to play behind somebody. You know? Yeah, he kind of just got put on a Jags team with a stacked defense. So, yeah. like, they were winning, but not because of him. Not at all because of him. Yeah. Yeah, so... And uh, your, your boys... Um, have a meeting with Kyler Murray uh, after his pro day. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I checked out of this season already. <laughs> I've told my friends, like, listen, baseball starts soon. I'm focused on the Yankees. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which, um, which I did, as I said last week, I didn't go ahead and make a Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, not too sure how I'm going to use the Instagram yet, but my first tweet was dedicated to telling the new Giants GM, get them in the F off, basically. <laughs> uh, yes. Bam was so upset. Like oh, yeah. his first tweet was ever mess. was just him. I raging. literally was like in my room making the accounts, and then it was announced that it happened. So I was like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> oh, so upset. And at it, first, I thought it was a joke because my brother-in-law sent me. A, I forget it was either my brother-in-law or my friend that sent me a picture that was like. Oda Beckham Jr. traded to Browns. Mm-hmm. And I was about to like message back and be like, haha, very like funny. OBJ in a and Photoshop Browns jersey. Yeah. And then I got like an alert on my phone that was like Giants trade Odell to Browns in a shocker. And I'm like, this is real? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like a sports app is actually telling me this is real. What the heck? I don't believe you. I need an adult. I think my favorite th- actually, I'm a big fan of the Browns uniforms. I think they're understated and nice. I mean, at least the new ones, anyway. I just some of their old ones were. Hot I remember garbage. being confused as a kid that they were called the Browns but wore orange. <laughs> but like now, I know, of course, it's because of Jim Brown. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's the NEO. That's uh, that is a uh, a valid complaint. But we're gonna move on from the wacky and exciting world of of football to uh, the NBA. On TNT. No, it's not on TNT. Um, most of the time it is. Most of the time it is. But uh, so uh, you're one of your favorite people, Charles Barkley, had some choice words to say about uh, the possibility of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in, um, in, in New York, especially after his... Slightly inflammatory comments as is re- in regards to um, mental health in the NBA. Well, see, uh, a lot of people are getting mixed up with that. Um, he made sure to say, and like a couple of other um, like experts and whatnot. Um, like, if you ever watched the show called Get Up, that comes on at like eight in the morning. Um, that would require me to be up at eight in the morning. <laughs> Well, sorry, I have to wake up at 7 every day. But uh, <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they made a great point of that. Because like, it's not just Barkley that's saying, like, oh, Kyrie's the most miserable. Well, Barkley was the one that said the quote, mm-hmm. Kyrie's the most miserable. But he's not the only one saying that, not the only one saying Kyrie and Durant wouldn't make it in the New York media. Because um, you got guys like Jalen Rose and stuff 
saying like the same thing. But he made sure to specify like he's not saying every NBA player is like this. And he's not saying people that have actual mental illnesses and depression or stuff are like this. He's just saying that Kyrie and Durant are essentially being babies because like and the great example he used was Kyrie Irving telling the media about how um, um, how he didn't get into basketball to be famous. He just got in it because he loved the game and knew he could make a lot of money doing it and stuff. And it's like, okay, if you got into it but didn't want to be famous, why'd you make a movie? <laughs> like what? Uncle Drew was fun though. Why did you make a star comedy movie? Like I if will he didn't want to be famous. <laughs> I enjoyed Uncle Drew so much. So he just Kyrie just doesn't understand with when it comes to the media, there's going to be positives and negatives. Yeah, and that's what, true. What him and Durant also don't realize, and really a lot of players don't realize, um, is that like you don't have to answer their question. Yeah, that's like, true. If they if if they if you're Kevin Durant and they ask, hey, what are you doing this free agency? Just tell them. I declined to comment. I'm focused on winning this year. Yeah. That's all you got to say. However, instead of saying, oh, well, I might go to New York. I might stay here. I might do that. Like, no. Like, now you're just leading to more speculation. Well, that's the problem. Because nowadays, if you don't give them the answer, they'll just make up their own and just throw that out there. And then all of a sudden, something gets traction. And, or, you know, somebody, one of your, your camp. I used air quotes there. You can't see it. Your camp, somebody in your team has a big mouth and can't keep their their business to themselves, or they're looking for a quick payday, and they decide to put your stuff on blast after you've declined to comment so many times, and then that's it, and then your reputation's ruined. Well, I I'd say that that reflects on the other person's reputation more. That that does, but it also like if Draymond Green goes out there and says, "Oh, Durant told me he's going to New York," then that makes Green look like a douche. Yeah, but, but even yeah. so, like... I just think it's the right thing to do out of respect I, for your teammates. Yeah. And for just, like... I agree, but I also think that, that being an athlete, being a professional athlete is a very difficult... It's very difficult waters to tread on. Yeah, it, it's more difficult than people give it credit for. Because people just instantly say, like, oh... Kyrie, you make twenty million a year to play basketball. What why you are you? Got? Why yeah. are you sad? Why are you sad? Like, because, like, like, even if he does or doesn't answer the question, he does have a camera in his face, like yeah. every day of his life. Exactly, and so. and and BT dubs, um, and people forget these people are usually rarely ever home. Yeah, because they're which is exhausting. Which is exhausting. Playing. Yeah, they're on planes and buses playing all these games constantly so very they never rarely. see their kids and wives and stuff yeah very rarely right? think so families. many of them get divorced <laughs> yeah chuck shack <laughs> hey don't mess with shack i warned you last time <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah no it's 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 you know some people like to just gloss over the fact about mental health and things like that when they're like you know some people who don't deal with it they always like to be like well just get over it. I was like that's not how it yeah. works. You like, can't just get over it and, and money's not going to fix it. Money's not going to fix it. Um like I mean, look at some of the most successful people in the world. Like the the perfect, exa- the perfect example I like to give people is Robin Williams. Yeah. Dude was crazy successful, bunch of money, hilarious. Beautiful daughter. Got his wife and everything, ends up killing himself. Yeah. But in, but if you Google a picture of him, he's always smiling. always smiling. Yeah. So you just you don't know what's going on in people's heads. Yeah, you have no idea. So to say something like that isn't. I don't think it's fair. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, so we're on we're on a lot of social issues on Random Acts of Awesomeness today in the NBA um, because Russell Westbrook has had a confrontation with a Utah Jazz fan. And if you're not familiar, Russell Westbrook has a very contentious relationship with the Utah Jazz fans. Um, he has said publicly that they're the worst fans um, to play in front of, that uh, he repeatedly gets called racist things. Um, or just incredibly just disrespectful and hurtful things. I get heckling to a point. Like 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 a, like if I were to like if if I were to if Russell Westbrook were to walk past me when he's about to play my team and be like, "Yo, Westbrook, you suck," something like that. Yeah, something very generic. You know what are you gonna do? Like like he's that's just part of the game at that point in time, and that's not me attacking the man like personally yeah the fans pay their ticket to go to the show they can they can say what they want as long as they're not getting out of control about it yeah and i think this guy's gotten out of control and i think a lot oftentimes um there can be situations where fans can get out of control and feel like because they paid their ticket they can say anything that they want yeah, they think they're, like, untouchable. They think they're untouchable when that's not the case. Because guess what? At the end of the day, these people are still people. They got feelings. They got... And they also have the right to defend themselves verbally or mm-hmm. physically. Um, so... And they're technically at work. And they're te- Yeah, and they're you at work. Westbrook to show up to your office job and make fun of you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> would you, what, what, would you, what would you do if all of a sudden, like, Russell Westbrook walks into your office... You suck at stapling. And you're like, you know what? And just comes in, and just starts just yelling in your ear about how how crappy a report you just wrote. <laughs> yeah, so what exactly. kind of report was that? Your boss is gonna fire. Your you. Your boss is gonna fire you. We don't know anything you just said. You suck. <laughs> so the, part, the yeah. part I don't like about it, because um, like apparently, like from Westbrook's viewpoint and some other witnesses, the gentleman told Westbrook to get on his knees, mm-hmm. um, which Westbrook and a lot of other people took as like a racial slur mm-hmm. honestly when i first heard it um and for those that haven't seen a picture remember of not, this is a family I am, show i know yes it is <laughs> i am a family show it, it, it's a family show but for people that don't uh haven't seen a picture of me on twitter or whatnot um i'm a puerto rican gentleman so like just to put that out there so i'm not like people don't think i'm like being a white guy protecting people <laughs> but like, yeah like, <laughs> but um what the problem I had with was the the get on the knees part to me wasn't necessarily a racial slur. To me, it was more of a sexual connotation. Yeah. So like, I'm just gonna leave it at that because yeah, family show. Yeah. You can, you can put leave the pieces it, together. You, yeah. We believe but, uh, in your uh, ability to connect the dots. Yeah. That, anyway. So I just took it as he was calling Westbrook. That, we respect. Which I will say that's still not cool. Yeah. That's still a mean thing to say, and the guy was rightfully kicked out and whatnot. Yeah. But we respect our uh, audience's intelligence on uh, Random Acts of Awesomeness. Uh, yeah, but also, um, that fan was banned for life from Utah Jazz games. Yeah. Sucks Which to suck, crazy. dude. Like, And those are expensive seats he was sitting in. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're, if you're cl- the court to where you can actually talk to players, like, that's... You done goofed. Yeah. You done goofed. And Russell Westbrook just got... Um, uh, just got fined like twenty five thousand dollars, which is like jump change to him. Yeah, um, he basically got fined like 
what he would have made that game, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so he's fine. Plus, it, you know, his Mountain Dew Sprite money, or whatever <laughs> it is. Whatever. The one that really makes me mad, though, is the freaking Knicks owner. Oh, James Dolan? He's, he's the worst. He's terrible. He's the Banning worst. Banning that guy for life for telling him to sell the team. Yeah. And on top of that, like, Charles Oakley has been, like, his even said... Uh, he was reached out to Adam Silver about doing something about James yeah. Dolan. I, I was telling people before that I, as as terrible as it would be, I want someone to find some kind of dirt on this guy, either being racist or homophobic or something. Well, just so we can kick him out of the league. I, I feel I feel like I feel like this is like when you know when older people start like going senile and they try and like start trying to assert control over everything to kind of, I think. I guess offset that, offset that feeling of being out of control. So maybe that's the case. James Dolan is super old. Let's. I'm trying to see something really quick. Because James Dolan has evidently had issues with, so. um, like Oakley especially in the past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He temporarily like banned him. But then people made an outcry about it, so they unbanned them. Yeah. But, like, um, March 17th, Knicks play the Lakers in Madison Square Garden. I really want that crowd to start chanting, sell the team. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to ban the entire stadium? Are you going to ban everybody in there, all 40,000 of them? Like, and that hair color is all <laughs> Rogaine, and you know it, James. <laughs> you know it. 63 years old, got hair like that, lies yeah. and slander. I think if the fans all chant... There's there's, there's two ways the fans can approach this. Next game, you either everybody chant, sell the team, and then he's <laughs> got to respond to that, yep. or nobody show up. Because I bet you, if that man sees, oh crap, I'm starting to lose money, mm-hmm. then he's going to make some changes. Or exactly. maybe he'll just go and sell the team. So... Now, yeah. I don't think it's fair to the players if nobody shows up. That's why I prefer the chant method. But yeah, something needs to be done by him. Yeah, I, I, I think that James Dolan is a menace and needs to be dealt with. Uh, yeah, so what are your thoughts on the Utah Jazz thing? Do you agree with Bam and that it was just uh, a fan just getting out of hand, or do you think there was more of a, of a racial undertone and vibe to it? We'd love to hear from you. Um. But we're going to take a quick uh, detour to college uh, sports because I did a a story on this today in class. Uh, There's a big D1 admissions scandal going on right now. Schools like UCLA and uh, Yale and Stanford, like big prestigious schools, uh, have just been investigated for a... uh, admissions bribery scandal by the FBI. So this is this is legit. Legit. It's by the FBI and there it is it was called Operation Varsity Blues. That's a great name. With which is just the best code name ever. Um designated Operation Varsity Blues where you they found out that there is a uh, a gentleman, his name was uh what William Rick something? Hold on. Yeah, William. R- Anytime somebody has like three names, I immediately don't trust them. 
We had a president like that. <laughs> I think uh, it was Taft. It's like Henry Howard Taft, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> trust it. I don't trust it at all. Um, but uh, the one of the one of the big uh, guys who got indicted was Will Ferguson. He is the um, well, Bill Ferguson. Excuse me. He's the head coach of the Wake Forest women's volleyball team. And he accepted a six-figure bribe to essentially work with uh, this guy, um, who is, if Google would stop being a jerk. <laughs> a little bit of internet issues here. Yeah. Google stop being a jerk. Oh no, I don't want to do your survey, Google. Oh, for the love of all that is holy. No, no, I have not. Does anyone else hate those things? Thank goodness. I just want to read an article. I don't want to have to take a survey. I don't want my information. Oh my goodness gracious. That's a whole other episode. We just talk about nonsense is the internet now. This is why we have editing. This is exactly why we have editing. Good grief. You know what? I'm gonna just leave half of that in. This rant about Survey nonsense? I'm leaving that in. Forget that. Um, but there is an admissions consultant. Again, air quotes. Um, his name was William Rick Singer. Uh, and that evidently wealthy parents, like wealthy business executives and wealthy uh, like celebrities would pay Singer to essentially get their kids into college, into like these prestigious universities, even if they don't have the qualifications. Because what they would do is he would contact some of these um, some of these coaches and be like, hey, designate this person as a recruit so that if they're on the waiting list or something, that their stock gets put they up get higher. moved up the paper trail. Yeah, yeah which is exactly what... Um, Bill Ferguson did for one of Singer's clients. Singer has gotten paid about $25 million from these people because he... Um, Singer's essentially the, the middleman who greases the wheels. He, like He's the one who does all the bribes. Um, and he's... They've come out with them like fudging test scores and just like fabricating a whole bunch of mess. Um, in order for them to, in order for these, you know, rich kids to get into college. And I find it, I, and my sister said something, she's like, oh, well now I know why I didn't get into UCLA. Because <laughs> Becky with the rich parents had to go uh, get her spot. Um, but because of that, and people are like, why are you guys talking about this? It's a sportscast. I was like, well, because they're getting designated as sports recruits in order mm-hmm. for this to happen. So there's a lot, of, like, and uh, of the 45 people, I think, that have been indicted, about 13 of them are, um, like, high-level sports um, administrators or coaches. So that means they've all been involved on the take. And Bill Ferguson, who was only in his third year as the women's volleyball coach, Took a hundred thousand dollars from Singer to designate this girl as a uh, as a recruit, so that she could they could pretty much make sure she got into school. Yeah, that's that's super messed up for like 
Because you hear stories all the time of, like, kids coming from the slums and from nothing and broken homes and stuff, and they work their butt off to get a scholarship, yeah. to play a sport, to get an education and whatnot. Um, but, like, a kid like that is losing his spot because business owner Bob wants his lazy, never-had-a-job kid to go to college. Yeah. So he just pays for it. Like Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is like they don't necessarily take up like scholarship spots, but they do take up roster spots. Yeah. So because of that, a kid who could have used a scholarship and a roster spot is now just left out in the yeah. cold because somebody has, you know, this much money and and so the people who have been indicted, you may know some of them actually. Um William H. Macy and his wife, Felicity Huffman, have been linked to Singer uh, for their daughter, Olivia Jade, getting into USC. Um, and I don't think she plays sports. Um, <laughs> uh, they've been linked in this investigation, so William H. Macy's like running around trying to get everything like taken care of. He's like, what in the name of all this good is happening? And Lori Laughlin, I don't know if you remember her. Do you know who that is? Did you ever watch Full House? No. What? Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Well, F- Lori Laughlin is uh, Aunt Becky from Full House. And there's that name again, Becky. Um, <laughs> is Aunt Becky from Full House. And what ended up happening was they, they've all just, they've been involved um, with this entire situation with essentially paying um, someone else to fabricate their children's qualifications to get them into college. Um, which is uh, no bueno, in my opinion. I think it's completely unfair. Um, I think it just proves that, you know, rich people just believe that money can solve everything. Yeah, and, and this makes me mad, too, because I'm kind of, like, reading up on it as you're informing me. Yeah, and Apparently, and one of the things Singer used to do to help these rich kids get into, like, the you classes mean, and You mean the, the lazy kids who didn't actually want yeah. to do work because their parents just paid for them to do everything? Well, he apparently used to tell the parents and teach them how to, like, forge documents to show that their child suffers from learning disabilities. Oh, my gosh. And that's freaking that's infuriating. That's terrible. That's freaking infuriating. That's terrible. Yeah, so Singer sent uh, Ferguson $50,000 to uh, a private... Volleyball camp that Ferguson has. Nobody knows exactly where. Uh, $40,000 to the Wake Forest Women's Volleyball Program. And $10,000 to like the Deacon Club, which is like their booster association. Um, and uh, nobody has any idea uh, whether or not the school has actually received the money. So, uh, Ferguson, I'm going to take a look at that new car you have. If you have a new car, I don't know. I'm just saying. But... Yeah, it's it's. I personally find it deplorable. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I'm like looking at some of the details. He was paid fifteen to seventy five thousand per test. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Jeez. It's just so that these kids who didn't want to, who you know, didn't have to apply themselves because their wow, parents didn't pay for anything, just so get bailed out. How again. They, this is how, because I'm sure people are probably wondering. Like the money trail of it, how was that never caught? Mm-hmm. It was he was telling the parents to donate to the Key Worldwide Fort Foundation, which yeah. is a charity owned by Singer. Yeah, it's 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 one of it's essentially like his his 
it, it's it's all money laundering. That's all it is, yeah. and like, it leads to tax fraud too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's a bit of disappointing news in humanity uh, for the day, um, and you know we don't like ending on sadness here. At Random Acts of Awesome. So we got one more story for you. You, you know, you, some people may think it's sad, but I personally don't. Because I think it'll give the guy a, a great opportunity. Tim Tebow. Um, you may know him as the devout Christian man who liked to kneel during football games. Oh, wait. Am I getting him confused with another one? A less talented one. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that'll stir up some controversy oh, in the comments. Man. Oh man, there's gonna be somebody getting really <laughs> upset. Um But uh Tim Tebow is uh, he got cut from the major uh major club um to go back down to AAA. And guess what? It's not a bad thing. A lot of people are like, oh well he'll never get into the majors now. I was like, no, the fact that he got a forty man like he's on the forty man roster. Yeah. And he's gotten, within two years, I think, he's been in the organization. He went from single A ball in Kissimmee, Florida, to now he's on the 40-man roster. Which yeah. means, essentially, if somebody gets hurt, they can call him up. Or if it gets to September, they'll call him up anyway. Yeah. And so, everyone, everyone's, like, the mo- more cynical of us, I, I'm one of those people, can sometimes be like, well, you know, it's just so they can sell jerseys. It's like, yeah, partly. Partly. Oh, yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at yeah. all. You're the you know Mets. You're packed, trying to make money. Like, we're we're in, like, the central Florida area, so we're not far from Kissimmee. You know how packed that stadium would get every game that he played? And that single A ball? Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Tim Tebow's a recognizable name. But also, yeah. Tim Tebow's putting a lot of work. Um, he's been putting a lot of work. Uh, he's not a bad baseball player. Like, he's, he's a, he was behind the curve because he was older. Yeah. Um, but things that you can't teach, power. And Tim Tebow smacks homers like nobody's business. Yeah, he's your, excuse me, he's your, he's going to be your typical, like, low B power. He's going to be your power corner outfielder. Kind of yeah. like your, I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as them, but he's kind of like your Aaron Judge, Stanton kind of guys. Yeah. Where he's going to go out there and hit your home runs but strike out a lot. Yeah. And he's just going to play a corner outfield spot because fielding isn't exactly his expertise. Yeah, exactly. So, But he's a little faster than those guys, so he could play some center field. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so that just about does it for us today. We've been, uh, we still have not received any awesome fan <laughs> notes, which makes me a little bit sad because nobody like. Love me. I need your love. <laughs> I crave well, I your to, approval. I got to get with you on make it a page and whatnot. Yeah. We need to make, we need to make pages and stuff. But we uh, have loved doing this for you so much. It's a lot of fun. Um, Bam, do you have anything to say to the fine folks out there? I'm trying to think of what I want my hot take to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't do a Bam's hot take today. <laughs> we need we need another we need we need a quick Bam's hot take. I'm gonna look through my phone. Real Ready, quick. go. Let's see. And go. Yeah, hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take. And go. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> uh, you know I'm I'm gonna go with the one that I've been 
telling some of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, and like people call me crazy, I think if the Magic can make the playoffs and they get paired up against Toronto or Boston in the first round, there's a chance they could win. What? Yeah. Wow. Do you honestly believe? Yeah. Look at the head-to-head matchups with the Magic against Boston and Magic against Toronto this season. Do you honestly believe Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving is going to let that happen? It's been happening throughout the regular season. It's the regular season's difference. Nah. Playoff Kawhi and playoff Kyrie are two different things. Well, first of all, Celtics are better without playoff Kawhi (laughs) or playoff Irving. (laughs) I mean... When Irving didn't play, Gordon Hayward did have like 30 points. Yeah. Off but the bench. I just think like that, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying there's a chance. Like, don't be surprised if the Magic somehow make the playoffs and match up against one of those teams that mm-hmm. they don't steal a win at home or something. Yeah. Because they have really, like, they've not just beaten Toronto and Boston each two times this year, but like they've beaten them bad. Yeah. Like, they blew out the Raptors by like. 20-something points one time. Oof. So, yeah. So, like, it's... I think it's just a matter of, like, the matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they would probably have a better chance of beating Boston because Toronto's changed since the last time they faced them. Yeah. Because now Siakam sees the ball more and they have Marcus All that can just lock down Vooch and stuff like that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's Bam's hot take. But they got to get in there first. I mean, Magic got to make the playoffs first I mean, before they take any games. It's wrong, but it's Bam's hot take. <laughs> it probably will be wrong. <laughs> but hey, last week I called my shot with the Browns. Hey, hey, that's true. It works. They're, I really don't have anyone standing between them and the division right now. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from you. I keep saying this because I honestly want to. I want to know, you know, you can tell me how much I suck if you want to. And I'll just be like, you know what? That's fair. Um, you can find me on Twitter at GaiusOctavian13, at G-A-I-U-S-O-C-T-A-V-I-A-N-1-3 on Twitter. Bam. Where can the good people find you? Yeah, you can find me now. <laughs> uh, my, my Twitter is BAM914 underscore. That's B-A-M914 and then an underscore. All right. Um, and the uh, Instagram is the same thing, except after the underscore is IG. Oh, ooh, fancy. IG. Yeah, fancy. somebody apparently already had just underscore on you know, Instagram, so I had to throw IG at the end. It's a nightmare <laughs> trying to find an Instagram <laughs> handle that goes goes with everyone. Anyway, it has been a pleasure speaking with you guys today. It's been a pleasure talking to you, BAM. It's been fun. Uh, we... We'll see you next week. Remember, be kind to each other. Peace.